Bible Tribe. I'm Denise Pass with Seeing Deep Ministries, where we see deep in a shallow world and overcome the battles of the mind with the Word of God. How was your reading this week? Were you able to get into God's Word every single day? In the Bible Tribe Facebook group, I shared from our first reading this past week, Genesis 1 through 4, what God saw, Ra'ah, and how that differed from what Eve or any of us see. Through the first five days of reading this week, this factor of what we see shapes our drive and our why for life, and ultimately how we live this life. Our culture has shaped us to be consumers. The human condition is a humble one of need, and God wants to satisfy us, but all too often we live lives driven by our wants rather than by God's will. We want to be satisfied, and this drives us toward our goals, often without thinking why it matters so much to us. There are a lot of things that can drive us. Let's look at a few examples from our reading this week and see what we can learn from each. Eve desired what God did not want her to have. This is at the foundation of all our innate desires or mindsets. We have desires that are not necessarily wrong unless God says otherwise and unless they become idols in our lives. Simply put, it's hard to tell ourselves no, right? So number one, the drive for pleasure. Eve wanted what she wanted, simple as that, and she rationalized to make it sound like a good idea. Genesis 3, 6 says, When the woman saw that the tree produced fruit that was good for food, was attractive to the eye, and was desirable for making one wise, she took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave some of it to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride of life all wrapped up this decision. There's an ache in our souls, but anything in this world is only a temporary satisfaction. And our attempts bring turmoil. Drive number two, the drive for glory. Through Joshua this week, we saw someone fixed on God's purposes, not his own. Joshua's drive was the glory of God. An interesting verse stood out to me in Joshua 3, 7. The Lord told Joshua, This very day I will begin to honor you before all Israel, so they will know that I am with you just as I was with Moses. Joshua could have been driven for his success or honor, but God honored Joshua, not for Joshua's glory, but so others could see and know God. The prophet Isaiah was warning God's people to have a willing attitude to obey. We see this in Isaiah 1.19, rather than a drive to do things our way, a right heart to do things God's way. We see several drives in this reading in Isaiah 1-6, through the drive for popularity, the people of God pursued the praise of man rather than the audience of one. In Isaiah 2.22, Isaiah says to stop trusting in human beings. It is so easy to want validation from others. We can struggle to stick ourselves out there because someone will tear us down. But seeking validation from man is idolatry. God brings the increase and produces the outcome of what he has called us to do. And we are just called to do things God's way, not our own. Number four, the drive for security. Isaiah dismantles the wrong motivations of trusting in people for direction or security. In Isaiah 3 verse 1, Isaiah says that Yahweh will be our security. We can all feel insecure from time to time, but feeble people can't bring us lasting security. Ultimately, Isaiah warns us that it is a lack of understanding that leads to our suffering. Do we understand what is driving us? Pause for a second. We're at the beginning of a new year. We do not have to do things like we did last year. His mercies are new each and every morning and year. Number five, drive for influence. Our reading in the book of Psalms lays out why our drive matters. I'm going to go ahead and call this drive our mindset. Had to do it. Our drive is fueled by what we see 
and determined to chase in this life. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the person who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Let's look at these words translated in the NASB. Walk, stand, and sit. Walk. This Hebrew word, halak, according to the Hebrew and Aramaic lexicon, says it means to be in the counsel of. This word walk is also rendered as follow. The psalmist warns us not to follow ungodly counsel. Who are you following? Who is influencing you? Do they point you to Christ, or is it your own flesh or the Holy Spirit that influences you the most? Our drive is shaped by the influences we have in our lives. What we listen to, read, and watch, and who we allow into our lives begins to determine our drive and mindset in this life. This is why a Bible reading plan is so important. We need to see what God sees and hear what He wants us to hear. So we're walking with Him. God is with us. Are we with Him? That second word, stand, depicts this formation and progression of our drive in Proverbs 1, I'm sorry, Psalm 1, 1. It's the Hebrew word amad, and it means to be in a stance. The influences in our lives have progressed to shaping into a mindset to decide to be in a position and commit to direction. This could be a good thing when the biggest influences of our lives are godly. God's word is Holy Spirit, godly friends. Are we willing to objectively consider the influences in our lives before we stand with them? And finally, sit. This third word shows the end result of a mindset. Our mindset becomes our identity. The word sit is the Hebrew word yasav, and it means to sit or inhabit, to be settled. Proverbs 2.12 shows us a way out of this progression. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Wisdom will save you from evil people, from those whose words are twisted. This is where I am so grateful. That though our tendency is to be driven and perhaps leaning our ladder against the wrong wall, we can ask God for wisdom, and he promises to give it to us in James 1.5. We just have to be willing, as Isaiah beckons us to be, obedient to God over our drives. Okay, the last drive on our road trip this week is stopping in the book of Job, the drive for significance. We want to feel like we matter in this life, right? Our suffering matters. Our work matters. But suffering and life's problems make us feel so very small and insignificant. Job 1.21 says, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will return there. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all this, Job did not sin, nor did he charge God with moral impropriety. Do you feel naked in some way, friend? Maybe people are against you, minimizing your work or life. We learn from Job that God's glory and significance are not diminished when mine is or yours is. When I feel cast aside, my peace comes in the truth that my significance was never about me, but about him. Our significance is the fact that we belong to Jesus, not in what we achieve or do this year or who follows us or likes us. When we're stripped of all our drives, it is Christ alone who is our everything and drive for this life. What is behind our drive is ultimately thinking like God would or our own thoughts. In Job 2.10, Job said, But he replied, You're talking like one of the godless women would do. Should we receive what is good from God and not also receive what is evil? And all this, Job did not sin by what he said. Let's pray. I pray God gives you a drive this year to live fully for Jesus. I pray you have the wisdom to know when godless influences try to pull you away. Go with God, friends. Join us in the Bible Tribe Facebook group to connect or connect with friends in your real life there who can share insights with you and with each other from God's Word. God bless you. (music)